This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Place to Be Nation, welcome back to PTBN's NBA Team Podcast, uh, all things NBA here on Place to Be Nation. I am one of your co-hosts, Andrew Reich. I am joined by Adam Murray. Adam, we have finished up all of the teams. We've talked about them. We even had to like do a record scratch and like <laughs> redo the top four because of a huge trade that happened involving two of the teams. So I guess that's a wrap for the – no. <laughs> the season hasn't started yet, but we will be starting – the preseason is tipped off. I mean, have you tried to check out any of that? No, the preseason is everybody yeah. gets 18 to 22 minutes. You, so. Well, you get to see the new unis and the fresh faces and you're like, oh, OK, this is what I'm going to have to get used to this year kind of thing. Nope. So all we have left is the NBA champion Portland Trailblazers, who we held off on and but, made reference. Well, that's to what life. I was going to ask you. Why did we why did we hold off? Why was it that the Portland Trailblazers were the only team that we did not purposely not preview? Well, because we figured. We figured the heat would have been kind of the same with or without Lillard. Mm-hmm. And that they were going to uh, be contenders no matter what. Well, they would be where they were, probably a six, seven seed, like they usually are every year. So they were going to fall where they usually fall. And Portland, we didn't know what they would flip, who they would flip. So, and even Vegas had them off. Yeah, the they're, they're went over under. Like, even if we wanted to do one, we couldn't even make one up because there really wasn't a, a reliable one. I'm pretty sure you got one that you can throw at me while we were previewing the Blazers. But the, the Damian well, have one now, but it was initially when the Lions came out in August when we, you know, I sent it to you when we both did our predictions. Mm-hmm. Portland was off the books. Some some of them even had Miami off the books, but a lot of them just sort of put them back on. And now everything is done. Training camp rosters are all set. So we're kind of going to see every team as we have now. So let's just start with Portland, with the trade, and why they did it. So I will cede the floor to you. Okay. So we knew the deal was going to happen eventually. My – I think – I'd even said it throughout the show, like as we were doing different episodes in the summer, talking about off-season transactions. I was getting the sense that this deal was going to be a little bit more complicated than just, oh, let's let's let him go to Miami and we'll have a bunch of extra teams thrown in there to make assets of it. I had the feeling that this deal was not going to get done until like December or January, like somewhere right before the trade deadline, and that they were going to play it out with Damian Lillard at training camp and at media day and at the team. It turned out, and I'm not sure, there's a little bit of discourse between, you know, Damian Lillard, who's very close with Chris Haynes, who he did an interview for after the trade happened, and the management of, I mean, breaking news, Adam, there's disagreement between management and the player over who, what their intentions were. So some people thought Lillard was not going to go back to the Blazers no matter what, and he kind of acquiesced, okay, if it's not Miami, maybe we can do this team and this team. And then the other one on Lillard's side believes that the Blazers did not want Lillard at tra- at training camp at all. Like, they didn't want the distraction, quote-unquote. So they were kind of determined to get the deal done. And I'm going to be honest, I believe the Portland side because this deal on paper looks like just a straight-up salary match, talking about the first part involving Lillard going to Milwaukee. It didn't look like this super complicated, like, multi-prawn thing involving a bunch of s- swaps and picks. It just looked like a very 
even trade from a salary standpoint. What did you think of the trade? Well, I mean, the Bucks get the best player. I mean, would you agree with that? <laughs> you know, uh, Drew Holiday's a really good player, and DeAndre Ayton's a really good player because the Suns got lumped into it. But we, we're talking about Portland here. We're talking about for Portland, what they got. Well, I think they got better than what Phoenix got. Phoenix, as we mentioned, just kind of got garbage. They got the poo-poo platter of, well, we need a center. We need bench. We don't have any bench. Let's get so. Nurkic. Yeah, let's throw Nurkic in it. Yeah. So for them, they got they got bodies, which they needed body NBA bodies as opposed to two-way veteran minimum bodies. But as far as Portland, I, I know they didn't want Tyler Hero. And a lot of it's just based on the inflated value of Hero because mm-hmm. Miami treats him like he's a top three-point guard. And he had a poison pill contract. But he's really not, I don't want to say that good, but he's not a superstar. And I, I can see why they didn't want him. I guess the, you know, they, okay, Miami, go find a third team to take Hero because we don't and, want him. And the rumor had gone around for about a few weeks that the other team was going to be Toronto to the point that they were feeling like a lot of people in the league were feeling like Masai Ujiri had upped the ante, the, the people he was willing to throw in the trade. And he was willing to just get Damian himself. You know, to trade like trade away OG Ananobi and and Pascal Siakam, but th- no one knows if that's true or not. But one way or another, some people thought the Raptors were going to be involved. In well, that was it. Was the Raptors and the Nets were the two logical choices because they mm-hmm. kind of needed point guards, so that made sense. But all accounts said Miami was like, yeah, we're just going to not be. I don't know whether they didn't have interest or just didn't take it seriously. I think I think think, they just refused to stand off on like what they offered the first time. They just didn't want to add anything to the pot. And I listen, we saw this with the Knicks and the Jazz last year when they couldn't get the deal done for Mitchell when there's a lot of second guessing. But, you know, at the end of the day, Adam, I think they're happy with Jalen Brunson and what they got and keeping Barrett. You know, the future holds still for a lot of that. The Knicks doesn't count. The Knicks are always... But what I'm saying is like these second guessing hypothetical trades. We even did an episode talking about a hypothetical trade where it's where it looked like it was going to get done and it didn't. So these things do happen where you're like, oh, yeah, this is at the finish line and it just dies at the finish line. But I think I don't understand it for Portland standpoint, because I think Jovich and Jamie Jacquez Jr. and first round picks are way better than Aiton whom they must be really high on and think they can turn him around. Yeah, I hope they vetted him. I hope they and, were able and to get a, in touch with him. A high twenty, mid to high twenties pick next year, and it, it was almost like the flipping Malcolm Brogdon, not Malcolm Brogdon, flipping uh, Drew Holiday was more the reason they did it. Of well, we can get you know we'll get sort of something back for Lillard. But the pieces we're going to get with them for salary matching, we'll get more back that way, which is correct. Odd. Yeah. And we can talk about that part because the Blazers were involved in that second trade involving Boston. Yeah. And I think to them getting Brogdon, who they're going to flip again, and two first round picks is more than than Miami's offer. It's just I I think. I, I know people are wondering, man, he was the sixth man of the year. Why is he getting flipped so much? Well, he's got a hip injury that might we, take him out for the most uh, wrist injury. 
a wrist. I'm, I apologize. Well, he basically helped. <laughs> he didn't tell the Celtics he was hurt <laughs> and he refused to take their medical attention. So he was like, OK, I'll just heal it myself. And it sounds like he's not done. He's not like fully recuperated. Well, was, no, he told us just surgery was. I was like, no, I'll take the non-surgery route, which sometimes players do. And they're like, it's slower. And the Clippers were off it. And I think Portland, from their standpoint, you know, they have who they have. And I like getting Time Lord. I think Time Lord will be good for them. Talk about Robert Williams the third. I he's we've mentioned in Boston's preview. He's been in the league too long now to be always this injured and only. Yeah, be able but to Jeremy play Cran minutes. is very much like an offensive big, and he can kind of be. So the that's other the thing is I don't understand their rebuild when you give Jeremy Grant your bid against nobody. You yeah. give him the worst contract of the That was the free one agency. of the reasons why Lillard demanded the trade in the first place. That was kind of the end of it of, okay, I see you're doing nothing. The Scoot I Henderson draft pick was, some people would say, yeah, well, that's an easy pick. Scoot Henderson was the second best prospect. Oh, that could, he could easily be in the rookie of the year category. He should be first team. But he is a point guard. You know, instantly. Yeah, I know he can't play with them. It's just every other, you know, I want winners on my team. OK, I see you've done absolutely nothing. You kept all your draft picks. You didn't do anything. You gave mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant a huge deal, then drafted Chris Murray, who was also a four. So it nothing made sense from the timeline. And this of is the first year for Joe Cronin running it. Remember, Neil O'Shea was let go due to an internal investigation. So this Everyone is, the first is high on Shaden Sharp. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks he'll be really good. Very Everyone athletic. knows Scoot Henderson's good. Anthony Simons earned his contract. He earned his contract. He, he got 21 points a game, but his assists were down. He just wasn't as efficient as the year before. Everything's just going to come down to, when we had just mentioned this before, they're going to give eight and eight. Not going to flip him. You think they're going to flip him immediately? I, th- they're going to say, "All right, we know you were in Phoenix. We know you were a malcontent because, well, you weren't a focus. Nobody cared about you. They just wanted to shoot threes. So now you are going to be the centerpiece of this team. Scoot's the future. You're going to be the big two. Yeah. Let's let's go. As opposed I mean, to just, well, you know, you're you're the fourth banana." It's going to be – here's the thing. Like, we we could talk about the wins in a second. Like, do I think they're going to be in the playoff, like, circle? Maybe on the back back end, like, in, in the, the 11 seed area, you know, like that. I can actually see them fighting for it. I don't know about you, though. No. 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 You think they're going to be straight up awful? Straight up awful. Yeah. You don't think Tamani Kamara is going to be the missing piece? <laughs> I mean, the Suns were so high on Tamani Kamara. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the Suns um, were high on him because that was the only pick they kind of had. The other, the other move that they did was that they had an offer sheet involving Matisse Thibel with the Mavs, and they matched it. So Thibel is still there, and they also have some younger guys that they kept, like Kevin Knox impressed late in the year. I think he's still there. Jabari Walker, who they're still trying to develop, they re-signed Moses Brown. It's a very, very weird bench. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. So Portland's over and under is twenty eight and a half. Which puts wait, them wait, wait, hold on. Two zero? Twenty-eight. Two eight. Oh, okay. Two twenty-eight. I was like, oh. <laughs> they're they're in the basement tier along with Detroit. They with with Lillard, we could have probably guessed they would have been in the thirty-three, but now they're with the Spurs, the Hornets, the Pistons. Yeah, and the West and the is we we talked about it throughout the, the previews. The the West is very deep and competitive and they someone's should gonna, probably be someone's gonna get place. someone's gonna be the tomato can of the conference. You know, them 
and San Antonio are going to be battling for the basement of the conference. Yeah, I, I, I'll still go over. I'll still go with 29 or 30. No, under. Straight. You'll go straight under. Under. Like, we did this with the Jazz where we totally gave up on them after the Mitchell trade, and they wound up being competitive last year. Well, to be fair, we're also wrong on, like, 90% of our stuff. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, too, like, let me ask you this question, just hypothetically. If they just kept Holiday, do you think they would have been good and not had Robert Williams <coughs> third and Malcolm Brogdon? They they would have been better, but Holiday they they would have flipped him in by the trade deadline. Yeah, for but sure. hypothetically, what if they didn't? Like, what if they just ran those two? Holiday, Holiday and and Scoot don't really mix either. You want to teach Scoot to be the point guard, so you're not going to have him. Okay, let's go start you being a two guard. No, you want you want to have him with the ball in his hands, learning as a well, point that's guard. What, that's what I was going to say. He's going to get a lot of playing time. Like, do you think he's going to be a good player? Do you think he's going to have good numbers? Talking about Henderson. Of course, there's no okay. reason he shouldn't. I mean, so, you know, some people have take some time to learn, you know, at the guard. Point spot. guard is a hard position. Darius to learn. Garland really struggled his first year and then he picked up uh, after that. So, you know, sometimes it, you know, it, it takes a minute. The other part, too, and I mean, I think the most important part of the picking up the assets was the Boston side, even though like the 2024 pick is not, like you said, it's going to be low because it's, it's the Warriors pick, but like. The swaps and the the late in the first that's unprotected from like it, it's mean, funny because everybody those gonna, thinks those are going to work out, but it's way down the line. No, they're not going to work out because everybody thinks it's going to be a Brooklyn Boston thing where you're going to get Jalen Brown and Tatum from this, and most of the time the swaps do absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And as we, if you you know, go back way in the archives of our deep dives of did these trades ever work we look back at the big uh, haul for Harden Oklahoma City struck out most of the time Mm -hmm. with these picks and most of these teams they just became big whiffs and well they wound up trading this pick and it kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back yeah because they didn't want to overspend they already had two super maxes and they didn't want to overspend which I think was you know like we see this with the Phoenix Suns like I don't want to say Matt Ishby let me ask you this then do you think Matt Ishbia looked at that? You know, he had his drunken summer where he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to spend as much money as possible to try to put a championship team on the floor. Do you think that the eight and shedding of the salary, because they didn't take much back other than the Nurkic uh, salary. Like, do you did you look at that and maybe Ishbia said, eh, maybe I could shave a little bit off this luxury tax? No, he could care less. It was okay. James Jones going, I don't have a bench. I so they got have... Keon Johnson this year, Little and Green. Keon, yeah, we got, you know, three for one. We got somebody who were even because everyone was just like, well, just do straight up for uh, Miles Turner. He, everybody seems would seem to be happy with that trade, mm-hmm. but it's we we can't have you know Udawabinabi being our only big man back. We need people. We need a second unit. We need people. We need bodies so our main guys can rest if need be, or heaven forbid somebody get injured for 20 or 30 games. Well, we don't have Bull Bull going out there having to play 40 minutes every night. Yeah, there, there was going to be some tough stretches there. We, we, we already discussed this, and I think it was actually the most recent installment where we talked about the Suns. Like, my biggest problem, they just don't have a wing to back up Durant if he's hurt. Like, that's exactly. The, so that's the now problem. you get Nazir Little and, and Keon. You have 
somebody who can play, somebody who could go in and do something. And Nasir Little's on Tua. low money for multiple years from a deal he has already well, signed with Portland. He's yes, he's on his rookie contract. Pretty much, where a he signed a four-year, four-year, sixteen million dollar deal just to say. Like he up. signed just a contract like, that would have been less valuable than a rookie contract today. <laughs> yeah, he signed like probably had to be like well. And I'm not saying this year Little's a bad player. He's been he's been okay in Portland. He had some injury issues, but but he's been in Portland for four years and yeah, hasn't really developed. That was just a please keep me in the league. <laughs> I'm still developing, you know, my, my guy's still developing. And Allen is feast or famine. He has those games where he can be a real good contributor off the bench. And then he has those games defensively where he's a sieve. It's feast or famine for Grayson Allen. Also, so. the also just the bad attitude, you know, on the court. <laughs> uh, but let me ask you this. So we did our previews. We're not going to go through every, like, breakdown of every number we did. But, like, were there any kind of regrets that you kind of had coming out of some teams where you're like, maybe they're going to be better or worse than I thought. Oh, we did miss a couple of things, a couple updates. You just reminded me that. Thank you. Uh, we we did Devin, yeah. Devin Vassell. Yes. Devin Vassell. I, this is the very first of those. Uh, um, well, uh, I, I'm trying to remember if this is the 20. Is Was this a 2021 guy or a 2020 guy? This was a 2020 guy, right? I believe so. Yeah, so so we already had some of the bigger deals happen involving Lamelo Ball and Anthony Edwards in the summer. Uh, this is this is kind of on that lower end. We got a few of those guys that are going to be restricted free agents. I mean, not the names aren't sexy like Sadiq Bay and Emmanuel Quickly, James Wiseman, Patrick Williams. Like, do you think anybody will get a deal? No, we'll we'll get into that in the in the season. That was just yeah. a. It was but, very shocking they gave him a ton but, of you money. But sometimes they do get these deals done before November, you know, or before the season begins. Like Cole Anthony's been circulated and rumors of being swapped around because the Magic might not want to commit to him. Yep. They're, they're, well, there's also a glut of they, – they just drafted two guys, so they really don't need him. Also, other, other quick notes, uh, Christian Wood goes to – the Lakers, Lakers mm-hmm. which is another just great. It's funny how nobody, everyone's just like, yeah, this guy, this guy is just, you know, he's he's not a good locker room guy. He's There's no reason for talent-wise for him to have been on the market that long. Kelly Oubre, completely shocking how he was a piece in Charlotte, and then nobody won him, so he's going to Philly, of which that just adds great depth to that team. And every year we have the musical chairs known as the league Mm -hmm. and somebody is always left out. Can you think of who it is this year? Victor Oladipo, (laughs) who's not even going to camp in Oklahoma City. No, his... His, his knee his is body is just his knee, yeah. Well, he suffered a knee injury in playoffs, and he got flipped in some weird deal in the summer. And it sounds like Oladipo is just not even going to report. So it sounds like like Presti's either going to just cut him or move him or something or another. I don't know who who's the one guy that kind of got left behind. The the guys that got left behind this year, Terrence Ross. Yeah, he was with the Suns last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of shocking he didn't get picked up. You got Jamichael Green, who's a little old now. He had a lot of issues with his playing time with Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr did not like playing him in Golden State. And, and the ones who got sort of out, Anthony Lamb. Okay. Who bounced around. And Hamadou Diallo. Okay. Yep. It's not surprising. 
you know, Hamadou was in uh, Detroit. He was and... in Detroit and couldn't separate, but he played impactful minutes. And you have these rosters, these top-heavy teams who can use somebody like that. And I don't know whether his agent was just like, nah, man, my guy needs $5 million. Mm-hmm. Or, but it's okay, man. Go, go enjoy the G League or Europe till you get a call up. But do we talk about Javal McGee getting let go by the Mavs and he bounced to the Kings? You just mentioned it now. <laughs> well, the th- reason why is that the Mavs were in the tax after re-signing Kyrie and kind of spending a little bit extra money to get like Grant Williams. So they just basically cut McGee who had a couple guaranteed years. They they stretched him. And he wound up going to the Kings. I, you know, we'll see how that goes. The other ones, I mean, we already talked about Trey Murphy, the third's injury. That's the biggest injury so far before the season even starts. Breaking news, the Pelicans already have a serious injury on their books. And Josh Primo went to the Clippers. I guess his entire, his issue with the uh, team doctor, the female team doctor with the Spurs, where he was let go out of nowhere. He's worked on himself. and It's worked on himself. They probably he's... settled it out of court. And now he's going to go, he signed a two-way with the LA Clippers. So we'll see how that works out for Trey. Oh, yeah, a couple of shop Shocking two-way signings. Uh-huh. RJ Hampton signed Where? a two-way with Miami. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, that's news to me. <laughs> RJ Hampton, remember, he was one of the, the pieces. The, yeah, he was with Denver. And then they yeah, yeah, he was Orlando one of the pieces with that the Gordon deal. Like, yeah. that was the one of the young guys of, he's going to be it, and Turned out to do nothing. And, and remember, he played, for the, he played for the New Zealand Breakers, who I'm going to see in some of these preseason games over the next two weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. And Usman Garuba. Yeah, where do you Houston where do you traded up for two-way with Golden State. That's interesting. It's you interesting, know, Kavon, but Kavon it's disappointing. Kavon Lo- no, no, not disappointing. It's just It's, it's disappointing different. because... We've mentioned Steve Kerr does not know how to develop young guys and all that. That caused a big rift in the locker room and the young guys against the old guys. And that's why we have Chris Paul in Golden State. And that's why we do not have Jordan Poole in yeah, Golden Jordan, State. Jordan Poole's out. He's Washington. <laughs> all right. So let's that. get to awards. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, we have some predictions to do, too, for like awards and accomplishments. Let's get to predictions. Go Utility. Ahead. And I think Washington is going to be part of the futility section. Let's go. Let's just hit the top. NBA championship. NBA finals. Give me the matchup and give me who wins right now. Just do it right now. I wanted to say Boston and the Lakers. Wow. You are so predictable. <laughs> I mean, that's only been the matchup maybe 30 times in the last 77 years. With the, with the West, though, you can literally throw a dart at a dartboard and pick any of those teams, and you could be like, okay, Golden, you're going to say Golden State, I know already, because the past two episodes— now, last, year you, last year you had Milwaukee, and they had the best record regular season. They just flopped against the Heat in the first round. You know, Did I pick Denver I said, last year? You, no, you said Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee and whom? I don't remember, man. Like, that's the thing. We were kind of like, it was the West was this in the same situation. You know, it was like, man, anybody could win this. Oh, uh, yeah, you can say Phoenix. You could say Denver. You could say Memphis, who everybody is sleeping on now due to their disarray. But mm-hmm. but they're you good. Can, you can mention them like in the finals. Be like, yeah, you know what? I, I can see that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say the NBA with their fake scripting and storylines, want a fond farewell for LeBron, so they're going to push him to the finals. I also say that because I don't want to see old man LeBron come in and fall apart the did way Michael read, Jordan did, did the, and Kobe did. 
did you see the blurb that he is now officially the oldest player in the NBA? Yes. That's crazy, huh? So, okay, <laughs> who do you got? I The West is, it's. I was like you, the West was hard to pick. I think Boston will win the East. I think they'll win the championship. I'll say they'll beat the Phoenix Suns. I think the Suns are going you to be You can say to that too. Through. I just didn't want to. I, I figured you didn't want to step over anyone's toes because I figured Phoenix is the popular pick for everybody. Yeah, you, but I'm gonna tell you, man. I, I thought about Denver again. You Denver could get back. They, again, I would have. I, I would have thought you would have picked Golden State. All right, moving on next. Okay, uh, which team will have the best record in the league? Boston. I said Phoenix because I think this anti-load management focus for the first year of the new CBA, the Phoenix Suns will be forced to play two out of the three at all times. And they're going to just blow teams out in the West. As I mentioned in the previous episodes, good luck getting through the Slaughterhouse West. Yeah, I'll take a real chance. I think one of those East teams that you mentioned, which one did you mention between the two top ones in the East? Milwaukee? Yeah, Milwaukee. Like Milwaukee one of those, or Boston. One of those is going to have a 60-win to 58-win team. But Phoenix, I'll take a chance. Like I'll say they're going to have, they'll wind up with the best record overall because they're going to be great at home. Let's go. Let's flip the script. Who's going to be the worst team in the league? Who's going to have the worst record? Wizards. I said the same. Uh, that's not even. I think they're going to be uh, like a 22 win team, 22 and 60. They're going to be really bad. Uh, most valuable player. Most valuable player. I can see Embiid getting it again. I can see Jokic getting it again. Mm-hmm. For me, uh, it, it, this one is kind of it's predictable, but I think he's going to have to carry the Warriors a lot. I think Curry might win it. Again, I could have guessed you would have picked Curry and uh, Booker. Booker's going to get great numbers in Phoenix for for an entire season, you know. And I don't think he's going to have a lot. Okay, of I, I I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go out of the box. I'm going to go SGA. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Like, I mean, I, that might give away my rookie of the year. But like, I think Chet Holmgren is going to be really good, and they're going to they they might have a great record. You know, I, I can know. see Holmgren being better than Wambiana. I I could also go with Scoot. Okay, so yeah, let's As, just hit rookie of the year. I I think Chad Holmgren is going to win the rookie of the year. I could go with I could go with I was going to go with Chet. And people should oh. listen to Adam Murray because he got this right last year with Paolo Banquero. I pick Keegan Murray. I'm going to go with Chet because he has a year in the league and he has that second year body and that he's watched the speed of it. Wembyan is just going to. It's going to take a while for Wembyanyama. Like, I he's think he's going to be great, but then he's going to get like a ticky tack injury, and they're going to sit him for two weeks. Uh, this is kind of our favorite award, the most improved player. I'm going to go. I will throw out three names. Okay. Now, one of the names you threw out last year wound up being in the running Nick Claxton. I'm going to say Mikhail Bridges. Okay. Tyrese Maxey. I can see that one. Or Cade Cunningham. <laughs> the number one pick in the draft is going to be the most improved player. He's been injured for two years. So if I he know. comes if he comes in with a 20 and 10, everyone's going to be like, what? I, I got two. I've got two. Austin Reeves with the Lakers and Marcus Smart with the Memphis Grizzlies. I think offensively, Marcus Smart's numbers are going to be a lot better because he's going to be relied on a lot. I mean, the thing about MIP is like you can kind of throw it's not a comeback player of the year award at all, but like sometimes it gets lumped into it. But the NBA has been sort of on this like trajectory where they want to give it to a big name. They don't want to give MIP to like some journeyman. So like it's going to be some future star. Like I don't even remember who won MIP last year. I can't even remember right now. 
I know John Morant wanted the year before that. Which we complain because superstars shouldn't get it. Agreed. And I think it was another like superstar player who won it. Uh, you can look it up. I'll do go to the next. Laurie Markinen. Yeah, well, Morgan was an all-star. You know, actually, I can't complain. That's a legitimate one. Yeah. Um, Another one you could give for MIP? Hmm. Jordan Poole. Because I'm going to have him. His numbers I'm will gonna be. Have his, yeah, he's going to be. I have him for probably scoring mm-hmm. title. Okay, yep. coach of the year. Uh, Eric Spolstra. I just always go with Eric Spolstra. Adrian Griffin. Adrian Griffin with the uh, with the Bucks. He's the first. With the Bucks because they're going to be the top one or two seed. So I should be quite easy. Sixth man of the year. Terry Rozier on a different team. <laughs> he'll get traded in January and he'll wind up being a great six man. Yeah, but he's points. not. See, you've already. You've already <laughs> Remember when Russell away. Westbrook was supposed to win six man of the year and it fell apart. Because he got dumped by the Lakers like this. He is, got dumped by the Lakers and you you can't have a six man of the year who's going to start it's 40 the most games. Forgettable award like Jamal Crawford wins it because literally people forgot about it. No disrespect to Jamal Crawford. You know, uh, defensive player of the year. Six man, I'm going to go with quickly. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get your six man. Emmanuel quickly on a contract Def- year. Yeah. Defensive player of the year. Go Jaron Jackson. Maybe. He better rebound better than he did in the freaking FIBA World Cup. Evan Mobley, if he steps up. Okay. Because Jarrett Allen as the. Gobert again. Gobert, I can. I can, you could make an argument for My, that. Uh, mine is Bam Adebayo. Anthony Davis, if he stays healthy all year. True. He's got a lot of money pegged back uh, for those extra years now. He's got a nice fat contract. Longer than LeBron's. All right. Uh, uh, what's next? First, first coach to get fired. Donovan. Me too. Billy Donovan with the with the Bulls. Like I'm, I keep harping on it. I'm just shocked he's not fired yet. Like, I don't know what he's got on Jerry Reinsdorf, but like, it's like, geez, man, like, how did you pull, how have you been able to pull the strings like this? The easiest thing to go is Lonzo Ball couldn't play for two years. What do you want me to do if you gave me no point guard and really no backup point guard? Uh, Steve, another one, Steve Clifford. Like, I'm still shocked he even got a second chance in Charlotte. And I don't think Teron Lou's going to get fired. He might just quit. And I'll, I'll explain that in a, the bold prediction part. <laughs> that might have yeah. given it away. Who won the scoring title? I I said Jordan Poole. Jason Tatum. Tatum's going to average like 30 points a game. You have, to, you have to average 30 now to win the uh, scoring title. Luke is always a safe bet. Luke is a safe bet. This one I didn't even throw in there, but I'll just see what you say. Contract year superstar. Which one is going to be the guy who in his contract year like says, okay, I'm going to get my money now. I, I can throw even... names at you. Go ahead. Well, we got those RFAs we talked about, like, quickly, Cole Anthony. There's Malik Monk, Spencer Dinwiddie, Tyus Jones, OG Ananobi, who can opt out, DeRozan, Clay Thompson, Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, uh, Nick Claxton, Tobias Harris. There's a few no. names out there. <laughs> nope. Maybe Tyrese <laughs> Maxey. Maxey, yeah, that's another one. You know, Maxey might be able to. Uh, All right. Some- um, and then um, the last one here is the the bowl predictions where we do three. I I, I always like to do three of these, um, and I'll let you go first this time. You'll let me go first. Minnesota will put it together this year. Minnesota will have a really good team. Like what, fifty wins, fifty five wins? 
No, it's the West, so 45 to 50. But they can which, make a win in the postseason because they if got If they get home. 48 wins, that's in line for like a 2-3 seed. Yeah, because I think of in the West. Support, right. I, I want to say this is just wishful thinking that LeBron will stay healthy all year. Okay. You you think he'll not shut it down, but he'll kind of like take a, take a little bit of a step back? Because I don't want to see him fall apart like everyone else because... I don't, it's hard to root against him because he's just always, you can make, you know, who's the greatest of all time. Well, yeah, Jordan had the highest peak, but Jordan fell off big time in Washington. Kobe's last year completely fell apart. So it would just be nice to have him have this big complete. Cause after this, I think if he makes a deep playoff run, He's still good, man. But remember, the the numbers are inflated. We have teams that are averaging at the minimum 110 points a game. So, you know, you're going to be able to get good numbers no matter what. If you're if you're an elite player, he's still a great athlete. He could still dunk. He could still do this. Michael Jordan had stretches in his last year with the Wizards where he could barely dunk. I mean, he could he could dunk. But the thing too about Jordan, remember, I know this is really random, but like Jordan's not associated with the Hornets anymore as the owner. So he's kind of just like out there. If he just wants to show up to a game, he could show up to a game. And finally, we John Morant is not eligible for any of these awards because of the new minimum games requirement. Okay. That he won't make due to his suspension. So there's going to be a controversy. I'm going to say he's going to come back with MVP-like numbers because he's just going to be angry. But he won't be eligible for it because of the because of the. Yeah, the but suspension. his numbers will be I, – I don't want to – okay, fine, the easiest one. Pelicans are going to be injured all the time. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. it's already happened. Yeah. So uh, – Kyrie Irving is going to try to sabotage his team again. I know. Breaking news. You ready for mine? Go ahead. All right. One of the top three picks of the 2019 draft will be traded. That's Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett. And John Morant, one of those one of those three will wind up getting moved. And it's usually it's them forcing the hand. It will be them saying, I want out. I know it's I it's probably very unlikely, uh, but I got I got one lot. I got one right. You also got kind of one right last year. You had said Kyle Lowry would get benched and he did. The thing is, though, it kind of motivated him. It gave him a kick in the ass in the playoffs to play. But now he's just old. So, (laughs) yeah, go on. The Clippers will blow it up. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul, I know Paul George, they're already talking extension. That's a poison pill because Paul George wants to get his money now before he gets moved. I think Kawhi Leonard and Paul George getting traded at the trade deadline is a strong possibility. I could see the Clippers just getting out of the tax completely. And then the third one, we will have a player score 82 points or more in a game. All right. It's going to happen. Like Don Mitchell, Damian Lillard against, who was he playing? Was he playing the Rockets? Um, Lillard, I know, I know who the, I know who Mitchell was playing against. He was playing against the Bulls, but you know, I think someone's going to get north of 80 points. And then when you're at 80, you got to get past the 81 that Kobe got in 2006. And someone's going to want to break that and be runner up to Will. A hundred oh. is hard. A hundred is hard, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will see how that goes and we have a new season and it's a very, I don't think we've had a season with this many loaded teams. Well, this many good teams is what I the, it's that's what I kind of mean. And I and I know we harp on it every time we do the show since 2020, but it's parody, man. Like every team 
is now in a position. And There's a lot say, of well, talent in the league. You right could now. also say, that, yeah, that's true. But you could also say the CBA kind of finagling the way in which you can't, you know, you can't just like load up these teams and you can't protect them from being able to go elsewhere. And you can't, you also cannot just like shore up your bench with like um, ring chasers. Like they've really locked it down where it's like, okay, every team just in terms of like, value across the board they're not good at the same things but they all have some type of value like the memphis grizzlies don't have the top end value of the phoenix suns but their bench is so much better so if they played each other in the playoffs that would be a tough matchup and that that we see these a lot you know denver denver not winning the nba championship is very 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 likely you know that is very hard to repeat so all right for andrew reach i am adam murray have a good one take care